friends, or, or maybe you're looking for titles and promotion at work. Just cream, cash rules, everything around me. Whatever situation you may find yourself in, everyone wants praise in some way, shape, or form. And let's be clear, even people who don't want or need attention still need appreciation. Are you with me? Well, when you serve, when you help folks, when you give a gift, you may not need them to spell your name, your contributions. Can I get a witness? I, I had an aunt who used to say, I give gifts with pleasure, but if you don't come back and say thank you, you ain't going to get another gift from me. Acknowledgement, appreciation, gratitude, honesty, praise. It's, it's interesting that for at least 10 years, there's been a debate regarding the value and the benefit of awarding participation trophies. You've seen those? Parents, aunties and uncles, mentors, teachers, employees. At some juncture, most of us have been going for a specific accomplishment, trying to reach a goal. And when you get there, you get a prize. You get the accolades. But then everybody who participated, who showed up, gets a little certificate, gets a trophy. You, you, ever, you ever seen that? There are two schools of thought regarding participation. Now, in um, Stanford, there was a psychologist who wrote that participation trophies actually undervalue achievement. And when you run the risk of having people not reach for the stars, if you give them praise just for showing up, right? But, but there was another study that was done in Cornell University that says that awarding people for participation, for just showing up, it does not decrease people from seeking to achieve. So, so really it seems like the matter is, does everybody deserve praise? Is praise really important once you start parsing it all out? Are you with me? Praise. In, in the church, no matter what denomination you may be a part of, you probably have heard the word praise flung around left, right, and sideways. Come on, give the Lord the praise. Clap, clap, clap. Or holler, scream, run around the church, right? Wave a flag, wave your hand, wave a streamer. We use the word praise so much in church that there are some folk who literally stop listening because they feel like praise has become a hype word, an empty, noisy, overused entertainment word, and there are so much more important things to deal with. But no matter what version of the Bible that you use, the word and the concept of praise is mentioned. Clearly, it's important to God, but but why? Why do we really still have a place anymore inside the church or out? Or should we just say clap if you want somebody to clap? Or say holla if you want them to shout? Well, well, the text this morning brings us a little closer to the function and the necessity, the relevance, the importance, the power and the purpose of praise. Say praise. Praise is not just an acknowledgement of participation or credit for just showing up. No, Reverend Bernie, praise is a biblical concept that flows outward to impact our physical and secular realities. What that mean, preacher? It means that praise is not just an empty hype word. It's not a verbal or a clapping version of a participation trophy. Praise function and a purpose. Praise of God is a powerful weapon against the moves and the forces of our enemy and even our own sins. 
Whether you are sitting in the sanctuary or at work or in your car in traffic trying to avoid the shenanigans or the darkness of the circumstances surrounding you, diminish your understanding of the value of praising God. Trying to take and can take from you a tool that affects you from the inside out. At the, that praise is still relevant. Praise is still necessary. It serves a purpose for you and from you. And guess what? Praise is worth your participation. See, see, in our text this morning, it's all about praise, like all of it. As a matter of fact, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a thinker. I like to know the whys and the hows. And, and, and this text got really interesting because it is logical to surmise from the story that I, in this scripture, praise is the entire purpose of the whole story right where it is. Listen, come, come with me. We're going to dig deep. See, see the story of the triumphal entry. That's what this is called, right? Right. It's in all four of the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they all tell this story and they tell it pretty much the same way. But in the chapter before our text, Jesus is teaching and preaching and doing miracles in Jericho. All right, Jericho, you with me? Now, the text tells us that Jesus is somewhere near Bethany, Bethphage, the Mount of Olives. Okay, we got Jericho, we got Bethany, Bethphage, and he's headed to Jerusalem. Are you with me? Now, the text also tells us round about verse 11 that they go through this whole praise party on the road. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, right? And Jesus takes this praise party all the way down the road to Jerusalem. Are you with me? But if you get to the end of our text, it says Jesus gets to Jerusalem, looks around the temple, it's dark and it's night outside, and goes to Bethany. Wait a minute, he just passed Bethany on the way from Jericho to Jerusalem. So that means that this little praise party that we're talking about in the text is specifically just to impact us and to influence us as the people of God, to help us to understand that praise is so important to God that he paused the story of Christ in order to highlight it. It's, it's in the text. It's in the text. Jesus has been doing miracles and all the things he's called to do. His earthly ministry is short. He only gets three whole years to do all of this stuff before Calvary. And up ahead, if you go about three chapters up ahead, is Calvary. So Jesus has a lot to do and a lot to accomplish and a lot to teach us because we sometimes don't learn stuff the first time. And regardless of all of the things that God has put on Jesus' plate to do for you and I, he stops the story right here in Mark 11 to highlight the point of praise. So, so, so why would he do that? See, God, God knew that there were some dark days coming up ahead like the disciples and the world had never known. And that in order to keep their faith intact, okay, let's put us in it. God knew that we were going to hit some dark days and some stormy nights and some questions that we did not have the answers to. And if we were going to survive what we are coming up against with our faith intact, we would need to learn the purpose of praise. We would need to participate in some praise. We were going to have to get active in some praise in order to enrich our faith and sustain our spiritual connection, achieve spiritual and physical goals. And somebody in the building or online today needs a reminder that the key to renewing your faith and achieving what God has for you is all wrapped up, not just in intellect, not just in money, but in prayer, in praise, 
comes to bolster the faith that will keep us going when we're headed towards our own Calgary experiences. It's, 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 it's not empty. It's not pointless. It's, it's not a, a hype word. Praise is an instruction that has a purpose. And it's so important that God pauses the miracles, signs, and wonders just to point out the purpose of praise. So, so the question becomes, why is praise so important? Well, well, the first thing the text shows us is that praise fosters connections. Say that praise fosters connections. What does that mean? In the text, it says Jesus sends two disciples to go into another village, just random village along the way. And there they're going to find a cult, somebody else's young animals. I'm not a farm girl. There may be farm people here. I'm not one of them. A cult is a young animal, usually less than, than four years old. Okay. Now the reason we care is if any, Jesus says, if anybody asks you, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and go on and bring it back to me. So, so these two disciples go into this village. They don't know the folk. They found somebody's young animal. They took it. They said what Jesus told them to say, and they brought it back to Jesus. And when everything happens, just like Jesus said it was going to happen, they throw their coats on the coat and kick off this huge praise party that we read about in the text. Now, before we get to shouting on the praise party, because I do love a good praise party. You're right, Reverend Bernie. But, but hold on. Now, I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay? If somebody wandered up to my house and grabbed my car keys and went to hop into the Honda, and then my neighbor said, hey, yo, what you doing? And they said, don't worry. Jesus needs it real quick. I'll be right back going to be a misunderstanding. Okay. Let's just be honest. I'm saved. I'm not that saved. Okay. Okay. So now I'm a southerner now y'all and, and I live in Charlotte, but even here in the queen city, if you walk up on somebody's ride, right? Especially a new ride. Cause a cult is a young animal. That means it got plenty of years left to pull the, the plow and all of that stuff. Right. You walk up on my new ride and be like, Oh, I'll be right back. Jesus needs it. Nah, bro, it's going to be a misunderstanding in the Queen City. It's going to be a rumble in the jungle. Anybody know that's the truth? Come on, tell the truth to the Lord. And, and children, don't try this at home. I know we want to do what the word said. Don't you try this at home. But, but now, whatever the two disciples that Jesus sent after the cult might have been thinking about individually or dealing with in their own minds and hearts, when they returned to Jesus after seeing everything he said come to pass in procuring this cult, they both just, just throw their clothes over the cult for the Lord, essentially just starting this whole praise experience. Jesus has pulled them aside, spoken to them, given them an assignment in a strange village, and everything he told them is what happened. Now, somebody might get a little salty reading this part. I I, I kind of did because, because I don't know about you, but I couldn't even count the number of times that I wanted God to just tell me what the next step is, right? Send me in the right direction, detail what it is that's coming. And, and I'm still waiting on some of them answers that I didn't ask God for a long time ago. I wish he would tell me to just go over there and take somebody's car and tell him it's for Jesus. And we ride off into the sunset. But, but it's important to note that this is the pre-resurrection 
Christ. Uh huh. And, and this is before the Holy Spirit is dispensed to us to be comforter and guide. And since there was a 400 year gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? It was prophetic silence. God wasn't talking to the people. He was still being God, but they're not used to God being active in miracles and signs and wonders. That's when Jesus, that's why when Jesus breaks on the scene, he's shaking everything up with what he's doing because God has been kind of quiet for about 400 years or so. They only know about what God has done and spoken through the prophets, through the history books. It hasn't been spoken in their midst. And so when, 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 when Jesus starts popping it off in the, po- in the pre- resurrection this is gathering and garnering faith for them because they ain't experienced this it's just a history lesson but for us we're in the post-resurrection christ where god has said i'm going to leave you a comforter to guide you and to keep you i am going to make sure that you are covered and 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 then when 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 now that we are in the post and we have the holy spirit to guide us jesus says i don't have to just keep walking with you there's some stuff that you got to learn that you got to get from the holy spirit you got to understand from the word you got to let my love infuse you you have experienced christ in your salvation and it's a different kind of instruction on the other way on the other side of the resurrection so 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 really it's a lesson for us that 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 they only had history to illustrate to them what God had done but we in the post-resurrection have a Christ that claims us as sons and daughters and friends it's not just history lessons from hundreds of years ago that we have to go on in order to connect with God no if you look back over your life there are plenty of things that God has done for you has spoken to you or over you there is plenty of evidence for you to go on to know that you can depend on what God says we can connect with Christ through praise. Now, now when we, we reflect on what God has done, on the things that God has said and what has come to pass, on how God has worked things out for us, we express our gratitude and our thanksgiving and we remind ourselves that we've been kept this far along the way that fosters our connection with God. It gives you a little more patience and a little more strength to keep going. Do I have a witness in the house? know about you but but even when I was out doing what I wanted to do and not even thinking about God God still took care of me anybody else a witness to that you, you think when you think about that praise just springs forth you you just can't help but thank him when when that lie you told doesn't come back and bite you in the butt before you can fix it you thank God for that when that weed you was rolling and a cop car rolled up and they passed right by you you better thank God for that when that sickness that they said was going to take you out and you're sitting in the sanctuary or in your living room today, you got to thank God for that. And as you think about what God has done in the past, yeah, there's some hard stuff right in front of us. Yeah, we got COVID and we got death and we got racism, but God has built up enough of a connection in the past to keep us going into the future to see what he has ahead of us. It may not be predictable. We may not have all the answers like the disciples did, but I'm here to Because God was working me over this. It's, it's, it's deep. So it's not just connection like, like right then, you know, with the donkey. Get this. So, so the why a cult, right? 
And we know from reading the Bible, I know some Sunday school folk in here. Reverend Richardson be doing a good job in the Sunday school. Jesus and them walked everywhere, right? Alabaster box lady was cleaning the dust off his feet with her hair because they were walking everywhere. Jesus ain't had no car. He ain't had no animal. He barely had clothes, right? The son of man. And, but for this particular trip into Jerusalem for the Hosannas and the praise party, he says, I require a coat. Why? Well, connection, say connection. About 500 years earlier, in the book of Zechariah chapter 9, there was a prophet who said, there will be a savior. Hold on, I'm going to read it to you. I don't want you to think I'm just going off the top of my tongue. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. There's that praise again. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt. The foal of a donkey, Zechariah 9, 9, was 500 years before Jesus was born. But for this trip to Jerusalem, Jesus says, I got, there's a cult waiting in a village you ain't never seen before and me neither. Because we got to fulfill the scripture because there is a connection between the past into the present. And we're going to ride this connection into the future, which is Jerusalem. Tell somebody, praise, 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 makes connections. It fosters connection. Listen, listen, it's, it's, it, it doesn't just do that though. I get all excited. Y'all calm down. Ah, so praise is so important because it fosters connections. Tell somebody you connected, but not only that, but praise, especially a roadside praise like this one, uh, it, 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 it creates space. Say that praise creates space. What do you mean, Ram Kelly? Well, see all the while that praise connects past and present and future. Like we just, like we just saw. And, and it even connects us with like-minded believers. Cause anybody ever just start praising the Lord. And before you know it, somebody just comes in and pats you on the hand and then y'all get to praising together. Somebody else starts praying and you just, they say exactly what you need to hear, even though you ain't tell them a blessed thing. And, and sometimes they just start shouting with you and believing God with you and praise will set it off. It'll even connect us with each other. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, so praise will foster connections with the plan of God and with each other, but also it creates space. Reverend Richardson, now let me, let me tell you the truth. So COVID made everybody a little bit more mindful of the space around us. Amen. Now, now last year I took my first COVID flight. Like I know we're opening up now, but last year we had death in the family. I needed to take a flight and it was not drivable. So I did my research. I had my face mask. I my hand sanitizer, my, my wipes. I managed to pack everything that I needed into one carry-on bag. And y'all can give me a round of applause for that because that never happens. I packed it all into my one little bag. Didn't even need check-in. I roll up to the airport ready to obey the rules. Stay six feet apart, wear your mask, behave. I get to the airport and it is an ocean of people. After being home by myself or hanging with the COVID corral for over a year, all of these people are at the airport. And apparently they didn't read what I read because half of them weren't wearing the mask the way they were supposed to. And they sure was all up on me, hunching me. I had to start using my carry-on like a force field. Like, hey, six feet, six feet, six feet, six feet. Some people can't count. Jesus need to help them. So, so, so it made me all the more conscious of how important space is anybody else in front? Space is real. So, 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 
It, it, sometimes you need a little space just to have some breathing room. Are you with me? Now, now we know that Jesus was fully human, but he was also fully God. Little theology lesson. Don't tell Pastor I ain't teaching them. So, so Jesus was fully human and fully God. He was born and raised by Mary and Joseph. But now in Jesus' ministry, he's been on the road and teaching about the kingdom of God and how we should live and forgiveness. He's been healing diseases and casting out sins. And Jesus knows exactly what is awaiting him in Jerusalem in about three chapters because it's mark 14 where he is betrayed it's mark 14 where he is beaten so jesus knows exactly what's going on and what's up ahead but he doesn't allow that to impact what god has ordained as a praise moment so even though he knows that some of the same crowd crying hosanna might be in the crowd in three chapters crying crucify him he, he still is obedient to the will of God and fulfilling the prophecy. He gets on that cult and ordains this praise moment. To be honest, I bet you for Jesus, just taking this moment between the miracles and Calvary gave him some breathing room. Say space. And, and when everything you're facing up ahead wants to crowd into your head and, and overwhelm your heart and your mind, it'll sometimes it want to disrupt your sleep and, and mess with your peace. Anybody ever had that? Sometimes you just need some breathing room that a carry-on bag can't get for you. But, but in this praise break on the road to Jerusalem, there's a moment of rejoicing in the promise of God that the kingdom of David is not lost, that the son of God and the savior is still coming. Sometimes we just need just like that moment to shower God with some appreciation and respect to remember our history with him so that when the trauma and the racism and the foolishness and family drama and homework assignments do and bills do too and everything else that wants to crowd up owners can just back up for a moment and let us breathe i'm trying to say praise praise will refocus and restore see because it invites the presence and the spirit of god into our right now and when you fill up your right now and your headspace with god what it does is it pushes everything else a little outside it it gives you space somebody say space and, and praise can what it does is when you're rehearsing how good god has been and how you may be frustrated but god has seen you for he still loves you he's still with you he's still riding his donkey towards jerusalem it, it pushes back all of those things that want to press in on you and get you to think that you all by yourself that god has forgotten that just because you don't have the answers mean that god is no longer with you no no if you will praise god and remember what god has done in the past remember what god has promised you remember you that you serve a savior who died for you remember that the holy spirit is still walking with you whether you deserve it or not and sometimes you just gotta thank and appreciate god for that and when you start praising god i believe you god i'm trying my my faith may be faltering but god i'm trying to believe it will create some space say space it's it's important praise creates some space between the earthly and the divine it's and and, and it's right in the text the disciples threw their clothes over the coat to put some space between the savior and the donkey uh-huh. Then, then without anybody telling them to do it, the text says the people began to throw their coats on the ground and, and cut down branches so they could throw them on the ground so that there was space between Christ and 
the earth. Are you with me? It was it's, it's the praise of the people in the form of their sacrifice coats and branches. It literally created space between the divine Jesus Christ, son of God, coming in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, and the regular old dirt road. Praise, their praise created space between the earth and the master, between the works of earth and the assignment of the master. Praise creates space. The, the works of earth, like, like seeing black lives still getting snuffed out and hearing folks feel bold enough to speak hatred and racism in our faces without getting the consequences that we would like to give them. Dealing with grief and loss over millions of lives lost over two years, trying to manage depression and inflation and high gas prices and mass shootings. The stuff living on earth can get loud and noisy and heavy. But speaking what God said, reminding ourselves of when we felt hopeless before that God lifted us, praising the God who kept our ancestors and kept us from giving some folks what we think they deserve, thanking God that he spoke what he spoke over our lives is more important and more powerful than any negativity spoken by hateful folks. Thanking God for all that he's done, it creates space, pockets of peace that will preserve you enough to keep moving forward. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So praise connects you with God's plan. And, 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 and that's good, but it'll also help detect you from the drag of the earthly. And, and, and remind you that the divine intersects and interrupts and intertwines with the secular and the ordinary all the time. And when the divine intersects with the earthly, it changes the earthly to line up with the will of the divine. Praise is magnifying God. I'm wearing these glasses this morning because I can't see. The reason that we wear glasses is because we need stuff to be magnified. Now, you may need stuff in the distance magnified. You may need stuff in your book magnified. Either way, it is extremely important for those of us who wear glasses or contacts to experience magnification. Are you with me? But, but, but when we praise God, I'm going somewhere. We magnify what? God. We make God bigger in our mindsets. Make God bigger in your circumstances and make God bigger in your memory. See, praising God reminds you that as big as everything else around you seems right now, your diagnosis might seem big, your life change might seem big, your unfair circumstances might seem big, but, but until it seems like it's gonna swallow you up, but your God is bigger. So when you magnify your God with praise, praising God fills up your mind and your mouth and, and your heart and your spirit. And it pushes all the other things aside. Somebody in the house today needs to bless God because praise makes room. Somebody online needs a reminder that praise will create some space for you to breathe. Some space for you to have peace. Some space for you to remember that greater is he that is in within you than he that is in the world. Praising God will magnify him, will remind you of the goodness and the greatness of your God. And it'll push back everything that's trying to contradict what God says about you. Woo! Somebody needs to lose your praise and let it push some stuff away from you. We put all this effort to, into pushing stuff. You know, we're trying to push it and it don't move. Sometimes it don't your hands that needs to move it. It's your praise that 
needs to be loosed so that the power of God can move some stuff out of your way, can move some stuff out of your circumstances, can bring walls down, can break chains and save souls and bring those wayward family members back into the fold. Somebody need to loose your praise and magnify your God so he can create some space around you and do what God can do. Just throw his weight around. Somebody said praise makes space. It just makes space. There's one more thing. I'm just going to skip ahead because I, oh Jesus. But not only is praise important because it connects you. And not only is praise important because it creates some space. Somebody say space. That's just good. Ain't that good? Oh Jesus is good. But, but there's one more thing. Praise is important because it gives you something to take with you. Tell somebody you can't take it with you. You, you can take it with you. Now, now, now your, your praise is the one thing. That you can always take with you. Right? Now, now you can, it's not the only thing. Okay? Now we be saying it doesn't, it doesn't take all that. Yes, it does. If you haven't put that by now, yes, it does. It doesn't take only that. Now there's more to it than praise. But praise is important. Are you with me? So, so, so praise you can always take with you. Listen, beloved, these folks cried, Hosanna. They threw down their coats and the branches. And when they picked up those coats, after they had gone to Jerusalem, and, 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 and I'm sure afterwards when them coats got washed, because, you know, we'll wear something and throw it away. But back in them times, they would be used that. You better take that down to the river and wash it. We don't need that later. When they picked up those coats that they had thrown on the ground so that Jesus could ride praise into Jerusalem, they, they I bet you every time they washed that coat, they remembered that the weight of God had walked over what they were wearing on their backs. And they had something from that moment that they could take with them. Say, take it with you. Listen, listen, remember, some of these folks had probably never considered throwing down their own coats that they had paid for with their own coins on the ground before, right? And then I bet some of them hadn't considered just ripping off tree branches and then throwing them on the ground so that Jesus could get to Jerusalem. But when God is moving in your direction, it can spur you to do some things that you never thought of doing. Anybody a witness in the house who knows that then when, 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 when God through Christ started moving down that road to Jerusalem, riding on the coat, the prophesied plan of God, it made folks do some things that they never thought they would do. And, and God arranged a praise bake on the roadside of Jerusalem just so they could do something they'd never done before and have a moment that nobody could take from them. You, you see, saints, we, we look at folk who cry out and run around the building and they run to the altar and they bow down on their face to the floor. And sometimes folks say to themselves, it doesn't take all that. Oh, yes, it does. See, see, you don't know what they need some space from in order to breathe. You don't know how they need that connection to past, present, and future so they'll know they're not alone. You don't know what it is that they're trying to fight their way through, believe their way through, trust their way through, pray their way through. And sometimes you need something that you can take with you as you carry along life's journey up ahead. It takes all that and then some more. And and, and it's crazy because these folks crying Hosanna, I told you, they, they might be, they, 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 they might be a little sketchy. 
Let's, let's just be honest. Um, cause you know, for three chapters now, we got some crucify him and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. So, so this crowd will either have abandoned Christ or turn on him real shortly. But that doesn't stop Jesus who knows that already from allowing a praise moment that will give them something to hold on to. That when they've turned in the wrong direction, that when they've forsaken Jesus, when they may be running and hiding by the time Calvary rolls around like the disciples, they're going to be able to look at that coat that they picked up from the road when they said Hosanna. And they're not going to stay scattered and they won't stay abandoned and they won't stay crying Hosanna. They're going to make their way back into the fold. And sometimes praise will give you a little something to take with you that even if you wind up turning in the wrong direction even if you wind up making some bad choices even if you wind up going crawling in that bed again even though you said you won't go talk to him no more even when you go ahead and quit your job even though christ told you my grace is sufficient hang on in there even when we make some bad decisions the praise that we have the track record that we have the thankfulness that we have about what god has already done we can just take it with us and so when we find our way like the prodigal son in a place we don't belong we can say what am i doing in this mess let me make my way back home to the father praise will give you something you can take with you and guess what you find out when you turn around to bring praise back with you god was with you all the time when you thought you were on your own when you made stupid choices when you cussed god and died like joe's wife said the lord was walking right alongside you said i promised i was never going to leave you and forsake you here you go dragging me into this stuff all over again but regardless of what we've been involved in we've got something in our history we've got praise we've got thanksgiving that we can take with us and bring with us back to jesus jesus i appreciate you lord i love you lord i know i turned on you but i'm back and i'm grateful god lord i'm not gonna give up what you've spoken over me lord i'm sorry but i believe that i'm the head and not the tail i believe that greater is in me than he that is in the world and when you start to praise and you bring back out that praise that's been and your mess, something miraculous happens. The Spirit of God will overcome you. And all of a sudden, the miraculousness of God will cleanse away your sins, will pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on some solid ground. Now, I don't know what you need to take away with you. Maybe you need to take away your coat. Maybe somebody needs to take away some extra strength. Maybe you need a little faith to keep going in the journey. Whatever it is that you need to take away, I'm here to tell you on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ that if you will keep the word of God in your head, if you will keep your memory of the track record that God has with you, that the praise will be something that nobody can take away from you. Maybe you need to take away peace flowing like a river. Maybe you need to calm your weary and stressed out souls know what you need to take away maybe you need a little joy to combat the sorrows of life maybe you're taking away some blessed assurance that no matter what comes your way jesus i said jesus is gonna be with you i don't know what jesus left for you on the road but i'm so glad Woo! i said i'm so glad that jesus stopped by the roadside of my life and he gave me something to take with me from a praise moment that when the smoke cleared and the dust settled and I was still standing, I went ahead and praised my God like that's nobody's business. Because I found out that you can 
humility. Reverend Bernie said, Woo, Kelly got praise all over her. Guess what? That's because God did it. Tell somebody God did it. He he will he will prepare a table for you, even in the presence of your enemy. Your cup runs over the Lord. What what are you taking away from your roadside encounter? Maybe it's the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When the wicked came against me, even to eat up my flesh, the word of God says they stumbled. I said they stumbled and they fell. The traps they dug for me, the Lord turned around and tripped them so they fell right into it. Jesus Christ will reward, will prefer, will preserve. He will keep us if we will keep our praise. I'm done. I'm done. Praise is so important that you may say, Reverend Kelly, I'm going to throw my coat for Jesus. You, you may wonder what, I don't know what your praise is. Maybe your praise is waving a tree branch or maybe it's waving your hands. I know Miss Claudia be waving her flag down here. You may wonder why they be doing that. It's praise. It's a memory of what Jesus Christ has to, I don't pretend that I get it all. Matter of fact, I'll tell you the truth. Me and Jesus, I've been a little salty with Jesus for, you know, a little while here. Because there is something that I've been praying about and I've been asking God for for years. And it's in the word of God. And he still hasn't, he ain't done nothing. And, and I was struggling. I'll share this transparent moment. I was struggling with, like, you know, I've been in this. I'm old now. Sorry, medium. I'm medium. <laughs> I'm not young, I'm not old, I'm medium. But I, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying to live for you, not to get stuff, but Lord, you, this is important to me, and you haven't come through, and I, I struggled with that. I know I'm not the only one who has struggled, and you, and you know what God did? He looked at Salty Kel, and he knew exactly what the problem was, and he reminded me, my grace is sufficient. And he reminded me that even though I didn't have all the answers that I was looking for, he given me plenty of answers about a lot of stuff, about how he had kept my family and how he had moved me to Charlotte when I ain't know nobody and now I got a whole family. And God reminded me to not lose my thanksgiving, my praise, and allow that to cloud out what he has done just because I didn't do what I want. Now I want to remind someone, I don't know who you are. I'm not in your business. There's someone into here today who needed the reminder that you may not have what you want yet. You may not have your answers. I'm not all up in your stuff. Can you tell me? But God is still faithful. God still loves you. And God still cares. You are not forsaken. You are not forgotten. And you may be disappointed, but you don't be in despair. So if there is someone in the house today, see, praise, I hope you get it by now. Praise is so important. It's important to God, but it's also important for us. We need that. 
We need that connection. We, we need some breathing room. We need something to take with us when life gets in Calvary mode for us. Because sometimes it feels like life is throwing some stones at us to try and overwhelm us. But the word of God said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And, and, and so if you are here today and you need Christ in your life, if you need a church home, you need a community, the doors of the church are open. What does that mean, Rem Kelly? The doors are shut. It means that we, the church universal, the people of God, a bunch of imperfect people who've done some things and said some things and some of us still being rehabilitated from some former ways. We have been redeemed by Christ. And guess what? The weight is not all on us anymore. Hallelujah, God. Jesus Christ, if we will accept him, will come into your heart and your life. And, and guess what? You can say, I'm trying to get myself together for God. You can't get yourself together enough for God. Because every time I would do good, evil is every before, every before me. Anybody, you know you're not supposed to eat McDonald's. You need a salad. And there you are in the French fry line. Every time it's free Friday. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to accept what Christ did. He rode that donkey into Jerusalem. He took the spit and the scorn. He took beating. He took nails. He bled and died for you and for me. He did that for us. And if you are in this building today and you have not accepted that sacrifice and you want to partake in the freedom that loving Jesus can give. You come on down this aisle. You come down to the altar right now. We will walk with you. If it's your time, somebody will walk with you. You not by yourself. Come on down here and give us your, your fist bump and, and give God your heart and let this be the moment that you really understand praise in your own life. If you're online, make sure to ch check in the chat box in that salvation and someone from St. Paul will reach out to you within one day praise is important anybody learn that today praise is so important it's not empty it's not mindless it's not a hype word it's a ticket to freedom it's a ticket to some peace and joy unspeakable so if you need Christ today we an imperfect people of St. Paul on behalf of our pastor Dr. Robert Scott invite you to join us and we're gonna get better together amen so this is your moment stand up right where you are if you're in the house if you at home type it in the chat box that you need salvation it's time for you to have a family and we're willing to be that family crazy and all flawed and all jesus still wants you and he still loves us is there one this morning if there is one if we all sure that we say, because, you know, we can wait. He'll keep playing. If there's one, this is your moment. If you're sure that you're sure that if you were to be gone today, that you would be going to glory with God, that Jesus would recognize you and bring you home, you can be seated. If you are not sure that if you were to die today, where these people drive, say stuff can happen. If something were to happen to you today, and you're not sure that you would wind up in heaven with Christ. 
And I need you to stand to your feet because we want to help you. Is there one? Thank God for a saved house. Come on and bless the Lord and give God the praise that he truly deserves. Amen. Come on, can we bless God this morning? Come on, what a powerful word. What a powerful word. Come on, can we bless God this morning? Can we bless God this morning for the word? For the word. I said bless God for the word this morning. Bless God for the word this morning. What a powerful word. While you remain standing, perhaps that's the one in here that you're looking for a church home. If you're looking for a church home, whether you're online, if you're online, put connect in the chat. Put connect in the chat. Our digital ministers will reach out to you. If you're in the house and you're looking for a church home, you're looking to connect with a ministry that's trying to do right by God. We're not perfect, but we're striving to do all that God will have us to do. If that's you, we invite you to meet us down here at this altar also. So we're not just looking for those that are saved. We're looking for those that are looking for a church home. If that's you, we welcome you. We ask you to meet us down here at this altar. We'll come and walk with you. If you raise your hand, you want somebody to walk with you, we'll come and walk with you right where you are. Or perhaps you're somebody who's fallen away from the faith. If you've fallen away, you strayed away, you know, you left... You thought you left God here at the church, but God was with you even in the midst of your struggle, even in the midst of what you was going through out there. You want to reconnect to the body of Christ. We welcome you. We invite you. Raise your hand. Meet us down here at this altar. We'll come. We'll meet you. I'll leave this pool for you. Raise your hand. I'll come to you and I'll walk with you. If that's you, we just want to connect with you. We want to make sure that you have all that God has for you. If that's you, we welcome you. Amen. Amen. Can we bless God this morning for our preacher this morning, Reverend Kelly Baptist. She is a praiser. And what she preached about, that's who she is. Amen. Amen. We're not going to belabor the moment. Uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Just remember those that are in our um, on our prayer list, those that are experiencing bereavement, those that uh, are going through some trials right now. Uh, ask you a special prayer for... Uh, uh, Brother Alan Thomas, uh, the Lord is able. He's in the struggle right now for those who have been a faithful member of this church for years. Uh, we pray that God would uh, just be with him in the midst of what he's struggling with right now. Amen. Amen. Remember him on your prayer list this week. All right. All right. If all hearts and minds are clear, uh, we're going to go to the God in prayer as we begin to close out. Gracious Father, we thank you for our time of worship this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity to praise you, God. But Lord, we don't take it for granted, God. Even in the midst of what we're going through, God, we're going to praise you. God, this week may not come out like, it, like we wanted to be, but God, we're going to praise you, God. Even in the midst of the backbiting, everything else we go through, God, we're going to praise you, God. Help us to be mindful of the word that we got on this morning. Help us, God, to take it with us. Take it back in our struggle. Take it back with us in our job. Take it back in every situation we face, oh God. We pray, God, now as we leave this place, God, that you will guide our thoughts, guide our thoughts, guide our mind, that we may be focused in on you, God. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. He's able to keep us from falling. He's able to keep us from falling. Oh, Lord, we thank you right now for what you will do in our life. Now unto him be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Show some love on your way out. 
You can have conversation outside once you leave the church door. God bless you. Have a great, safe week.